You are listening to a Bucking Spurs podcast. Everything San Antonio Spurs basketball. You can find it all at eavesdropstudios.com. Thank you for listening. On this episode of a Bucking Spurs podcast, uh, we had a very, very lovely week of basketball for our San Antonio Spurs nation. We went down uh, to New Orleans, came back home to play uh, the Washington Wizards, and um, even though both of those teams were missing their all-star players, uh, we took care of business and came out 2-0 and on the other side. We got to see Alani Walker siding in these two games finally get a good sample size of this kid all right so we're going to talk about both of those things um but first sire nova go ahead and drop that beat So we're just coming off back-to-back. We traveled down to New Orleans to play the Pelicans, and then we came on a quick flight uh, back home to San Antonio to face off against the Wizards of Washington, right, without John Wall. Obviously, he's out for the season. So both of these games um, were very fortunate for us because they both were missing their best players. New Orleans did not play Anthony Davis, Miritich, or Julius Randle in that fact um, against us. Nor, um, obviously, like I just said, um, John Wall is not with Washington. Um, And we're supposed to win these games, and we came out uh, with that type of attitude. And, of course, um, they were going to give us a good half. Both of these teams gave us... these are NBA teams. I mean, they're good. They're not a bunch of <laughs> scrubs. You know, it's not. A, they're not G League teams. They're just not doing well. So they came out and they competed and gave us two good games. Some big notes that we can take away from these two games is Lonnie Walker got to see some minutes. Finally, we get to see Lonnie Walker the fourth in a Spurs San Antonio Spurs jersey. Um, come out and see what he does right and obviously some of the first takes is that he's looking to get a shot off he's looking to score the ball i think he knows hey that's my skill set that's what y'all drafted me for in the g league i'm scoring like 25 points a game uh that's what i'm going to try to do here with the spurs um something i've noticed about him uh, that i like really well and I, i i like a lot i think he's kind of ahead of his learning curve because i can see him sometimes just watching he's just out there watching the game and 
that's something you do not want to do. You know, you want to get in there, make a play, um, make something happen. A lot of times we'll see him just kind of standing off and help or standing off uh, on the defensive end or standing off just, you know, in the corner off to the wing, ready to spot up and shoot or catch off of a double down from LaMarcus Aldridge or a kick out from Derek White, something like that. You know, he's kind of just watching, and I'm okay with that for now. I think he's learning. I don't think he's just watching. I think he's learning. And he seems to be a very smart guy who knows uh, how to play the tempo of this game. And that's something that's really impressed me as well. He looks like he's playing at his own speed. I feel like he's not rushing his dribble or rushing his you know he's not just catching the ball and being like a chicken with the head cut off and <laughs> running down the floor he's actually playing the game at a speed where he can be effective and he can get his shot off under control he's shoot he shoot man that boy can shoot mid-range the three-pointer and he's fancy when he gets to the hoop he's fancy um if you've seen some of his highlights that boy can finish um laying it up or, or throwing it down. Okay, so it's going to be interesting to see him get more minutes. He's The, the process is not going to change. We're going to keep having him when we need him, sending him down to the G League when we don't, so he can work out, get some game uh, time underneath his legs. You know, really, that's the whole developmental process. Man, it's so crazy. It's just so crazy how <laughs> my brother who is an average, you know, Spurs fan. He loves the Spurs, he's, but he's not up to date, kind of like Spurs Nation is. But I said, hey, man, do you know who uh, Davis Bertans is? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's been with us for a few years. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I was like, all right, do you know who Bryn Forbes is? He goes, uh, is he that uh, white guy? <laughs> I'm like, no, he's not. And I was like, how about Derek White? He's like, I've heard you talk about Derek White before. I've heard you talk. And I have. I talk a lot about Derek White. He's just the prototypical point guard that you need in the NBA. And um, especially when you have your all-stars at two different positions. And that's not the point. But anyways, um, he didn't know who <laughs> Dante Cunningham was. or I was like, do you know who Quincy Pondexter is? He's like, you're making that up, man. You're making that up. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. You know, so it's just crazy how we can develop some of these young guys like Bryn Forbes, Derek White, um, and that can come out and, and help us and are actually starting for us. You know what I mean? So, you know, the average, you know, basketball fan who doesn't pay attention to what's going on in San Antonio, it's very easy for them not to know who two out of our, you know, three players are in the starting lineup, you know? So anyways, our developmental process is good. What we've done with these young guys is something special. I don't think you're seeing that anywhere else in the NBA where we can just go ahead and kind of put this player in a little, you know, like pod for a season that travels up and down from the D League and probably practices a lot with the with the with the with the Spurs, but you know, gets sent up to Austin just to go and play in some games. Um, so you know that eats at him. I think Lonnie Walker is that type of guy. He has that confidence. He's he said that he wants he's, that he's gonna be one of the best players in the NBA in a few years, and I believe him. You know, watching this kid play, there's something special about the way he plays basketball, and and it's not necessary. I'm gonna make a video on YouTube that you can go to the a Bucking Spurs podcast YouTube channel, and I'm gonna make a. a 
kind of like a highlight breakdown video of Lonnie Walker in his in these first in these two games because finally we get a sample size of uh, Lonnie Walker in the NBA playing against NBA talent even if they're you know team, the teams aren't that good like Washington is right now or depleted Pelicans it's still an NBA team you know it's still tough it's still 10 times tougher than any G League team okay so I'm going to break that down and I'm going to talk about not just the offensive play that 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 Lonnie brings to the table, but talk about what he does on the defensive end, how he handled, um, you know, Ding up some NBA players, some really good NBA players. You know, um, I'm sure he had uh, Bradley Beal a few times tonight. So I'm going to break some of this down and we can actually see what's special about this kid and where he needs to develop and what the potential is, you know. When we took Kawhi Leonard, I kind of, I, I, I loved it because there's this kid that doesn't have a ceiling. I felt, you know, he's, he's just, he's so moldable, but he has all the right tools. And I've been saying that about Lonnie Walker since we drafted him. I said, you know, this kid, he's not, he's not a great defender now. <clears throat> and I think he has a lot of potential, but you know, he has the tools, which is half of the battle here in the NBA. You know, you try to get guys that have tools develop them and get them ready to play in our system like we've done with Brent Forbes and Derek White those guys had the tools good good you know Derek White good passer um he can finish he can shoot um but he's smart he's heady okay well let's 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 build a system around him to get him better right um, in the G League same thing with with Brent Forbes you know it's like Brent Forbes is going to be our little JJ Redick I've said it all all for two years now He's a catch-and-shoot player, catch one dribble, two dribble, pull-up guy, and he stepped up this year as well. So Lonnie Walker's development is going to be something special. And check on, on my YouTube page to see that video, which should be up in a, in a few days. All right, let's take a break. I'm going to come out and just say it. We have the best bench in the league. I don't think there's a team that has a bench that can do what ours can. There might be benches out there in the NBA that have good talent, good, you know, big names, things like that. But I doubt that there is a team out there that has a bench that can produce and actually change the game when they're out there, right? Um, the first team, you know, they're really methodical. We need to get the ball to LaMarcus Aldridge. We need to get the ball to DeMar DeRozan, right? Let's work that, right? So they're very smart. They're very heady. That second unit, come in, do what you do. Score, cause havoc on the defensive side of the ball. I do not want to see any of you guys uh, turn down a wide open shot. Patty Mills had himself a game against Washington. Boy, came out to play. Marco Bellinelli is killing it. This guy can shoot a three laying down in a bed at half court probably. He's just so money. And it's just it's it's a pleasure to watch these two guys come out and play. And then you have uh, Jakob Poto coming off the bench that brings defense and energy and he's sh- you know, block, sh- uh, block shots. Oh, let's not forget we have you know the number one three point shooter in the league and Davis Bertans coming off the bench and just drilling, drilling, causing dag- throwing daggers, throwing Latvian daggers, right? Just boom, one after the other. Our bench can go, and other benches need to step up. You know when when when. We're, when we're in a tight battle, we have Patty Mills on the floor. We have, you know, some of these young guys to stretch the floor, Bertans or whatever it is. You know, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. And Lonnie Walker is only going to help with that if he can defend. I've always said our bench is just going to be a bunch of guys who can defend, cause havoc, and shoot threes. 
we, we've known we were we were a guard heavy team in the preseason. I remember talking about it, guys. I was like, we lost Danny Green, Kawhi, and Anderson. Yeah, I was like, but Derek White's ready. We had got Bellinelli back. Like we got we just like don't forget Bellinelli can start on about half of the teams in the NBA right now. Okay, and he comes off of our bench and just plays his role. It's kind of like that Manu. He kind of I've seen Bellinelli take uh take <laughs> this couple of those uh Manu pump fakes where he just like oh he extends that ball over his head, way up extends his arms like he's gonna shoot at the very top of his stance, that pump fake, and then whew, sidestep, pull up three, or or he goes to the rim. You know, so I've seen a lot of um <clears throat> Manu in Bellinelli. Um, I think that's the role he's trying to fill. That guy can come off the bench, score, make the right play with the assist, and um, just bring that energy and that spark. You know, so our bench is killing it right now. Um, we're a, almost halfway through the season. Um, we're sitting at a, at a at the sixth spot. We're hanging around in the middle of the pack um, when it comes to that playoff race, which is good. That's where we need to be. We need to be in the middle. It's five. You know, the fifth, the sixth spot, not the ninth, tenth, and eighth spot. Those we need to stay away from. Come end of the season. If we keep playing the way we're playing, getting better the way we're getting better. DeMar DeRozan is going through a shooting slump. That's okay. It happens. It's a long season. You see how many? He, oh, it's like <laughs> the guy on the NBA. I think it was, uh, who was it? It was uh, Bill Land. He was, he was just saying, oh, he's going through a shooting slump. He's averaging 17.5 points a game. It's like, are you kidding me? 17.5 points a game is a slump for this guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's because he's used to averaging 24 to 27 points a game. I mean, he's been balling out all year. So DeMar DeRozan's going to hit us a little slump. That's fine. We'll let him play out of it. We'll let him, you know, it's a long season. We have such a long way to go. We're halfway through. So it's grind. It's grinding time in the NBA. After the All-Star break, it's like, hey, you got a few months, and then it's like playoff battle, right? Right, coming in April. So <clears throat> we're doing okay. It was a very good weekend of basketball for San Antonio Spurs fans. Uh, going into a back-to-back, coming out 2-0 on the other side is, is the short-term goal, and we got that this weekend. So moving forward, it's only going to help us make us get better. Uh, we played with a, couple, with a couple guys out, and then we got Bertans back in the second game. Um, so that's huge. That's huge. Um, but that's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, quick takes on Lonnie Walker and a little bit of weekend of Spurs basketball that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. Okay. All right, guys. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Like always, go Spurs. Go.